Welcome into the Mississippi Salute Podcast. I am your host, Ray Coleman. I serve as the Director of Communications here at Mississippi VA. Um, And another exciting episode for you. Um, This one more of an informative, educational episode. And I'm I'm honored, uh, for one, and just excited, really, uh, to have one of my teammates here on the show for this episode. Um, His name is Chris Ellis. He serves as the Executive Legislative Liaison here at MSVA. And what we're going to talk about today is uh, claims, how you file them, uh, some of the things you should be aware of during that filing process, uh, the decision, you know, time frame and what you can do after the fact. Uh, Chris is a veteran. Um, you've, if you've listened to this show before, you know that I am not. Uh, but I, I love to hear their stories. And Chris's story is, is is special as well. And so what I'd like for Chris to do, first of all, thank you for joining me on the show. And two, give folks an idea of, of your military service, where you've been um, and what you've done. I always like to preface it with Chris is one of those guys that served in the military and enjoyed jumping out of perfectly built and fully functional airplanes. So Chris, kind of give folks a background on that. All right, Ray. Um, again, it's a pleasure to be here. And I, I do hope that any of the information we put out today is going to be useful and beneficial to the veteran and family members who may be looking for assistance while yeah. filing for VA benefits. Uh, background on myself, uh, I joined late in life in the military. I was 29 years old when I raised my right hand. Oh, man. Right. That's what they called me. <laughs> um, I just had to make sure to always outrun those younger dudes. That's right. That's right. Anyway, um, joined the Mississippi Army National Guard. I served with the 20th Special Forces Group Airborne for 16 and a half years. Uh, I wound up being medically retired due to injuries sustained in the line of duty. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Uh, I walk with a, a proud limp. Uh, you know, I, I do what I can. Uh, I, I would do it all over again. Uh, it's, that's just my mentality about the whole thing. Um, of course, I would, instead of taking that right turn that led to the injury, I would take the left turn or keep going straight. But anyway, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, um, obviously, man, thank you for your service. Thank you for, for your service to our country. Um, here at Mississippi VA, once again, Chris serves as our executive legislative liaison. Kind of give folks an idea um, of what that looks like, your day-to-day responsibilities, um, and, and why you have the unique perspective of being able to help folks understand this claims process. Sure. Um, I work closely with the um, elected officials, senators, representatives throughout the state, um, as well as the ones in, in D.C., um, their constituents, anytime that they have issues that aren't being met in a timely fashion, I usually try to um, find out a solution as quickly as possible to get those claims back on track and the answers to the, the veterans and family members in a, a quick and timely fashion. Um, not just me, but uh, I may fall back and rely on the rest of the, the VSO team. For uh, sure. The claims division, the outreach guys and gals scattered throughout the state, um, our county VSOs even. Uh, we all have an answer. Uh, we just need to know uh, who to call at the at the time that the question is posed. So uh, we have a, a large uh, arsenal of uh, knowledgeable folks within our, our ranks. No question. No question. Um, so let's just take it, man, from a 30,000-foot view. Um, 
I'm not even a veteran, and I know we can get down into the weeds when we talk about filing a claim. But what are some of those things that you want folks to know, whether it be a veteran, um, a family member filing on behalf of a veteran? What does that look like, you know, when it becomes time for a veteran to say, I need to file a claim for disability compensation? Well, right off the bat and out of the gate, if a veteran has an idea that he or she is considering to file a claim for benefits, I would recommend initially the intent to file form because most likely they're not going to have all the documents or forms or reports, uh, some of the, the evidence that they may need. Sure. If they don't have it all right then and there, that intent to file form will hold today's date, say if they submit it today. Yeah. And it takes eight months for them to come up with all of their their um, information, and then they're finally ready to file the claim. Well, they'll get paid for today's date instead of eight months from now. Date. Got it. I think that's an important point, too, um, because so often you and I, I know if I've heard it, you've heard it. You hear veterans say, well, let me get this paperwork. Let me make sure I have this before I start that file, that filing process. You're saying, hey, even if you don't have everything together right now, let's make sure we go ahead and state that date, essentially. Right. And it's also wise to establish communication with a veteran service officer during this time. That way, the guidance and assistance being provided by that veteran service officer will help secure a positive VA benefits claim. Gotcha. Um, because most of the time, some of the the medical evidence may not be needed. Uh, sometimes it may need to be added to, if it, especially if a test hasn't been conducted. You know, within so many months, uh, a new one may need to be to, uh, to may need to be taken. Okay. So anything that the VSO has to offer uh, will be golden as far as information and, and during the assistance uh, process. What does it look like in terms of time frame? Um, you know, there may be an expectation from a veteran to say, you know, if I file today, I should hear something back by the end of the week. Um, when we're talking about the VA claim system, you and I both know that's a robust beast um, and it just takes time. What's an average reasonable amount of time for a veteran to expect a decision on say a claim? For decisions uh, last month, November 2022, uh, we were at an average of 105 days to reach a decision. Okay. Now leading up to the point where they're actually going to start making that decision can it depends on how many issues you, you file a claim for because each issue will require a CMP exam more than likely. Uh, so that's not part of the actual uh, time frame period. So, but usually once you submit your claim within a month or two, you're going to already have had all of your CMP exams. So once the CMP exams are, are final, that's when the VA will start that rating and decision process process. And that's that 105 day mark there. Gotcha. Is there anything that a veteran needs to do during that, for lack of a better term, wait time? Like, is it, should the veteran be following up? Should they just be patient and stand by? What does that look like? Well, I definitely would start a communication line with the VSO. Okay. Um, just note that they're also working with, you know, hundreds of other VSOs as well. So, uh, a little courtesy as far as, you know, the outreach process. But I would say at least once every other week, um, send an email or a quick phone call. A VSO will 
be more than happy to to give you a quick update on how things are going. Um, but for the most part, um, the VA is pretty good about sending out letters and communication to the veteran. Um, but those letters are sometimes a little tricky and and hard to understand. And that's where the VSO can give you that. Okay, this is what the VA is stating. Yep. You know, no need to worry. We've got that part under control. And or if it's something that you need, uh, they'll let you know and they'll explain to you, you know, how to go about making that happen. Kind of leads into my next question. You mentioned accredited VSOs. Um, you and I know what that means, veteran service officers. We have here at Mississippi VA. Um, we have them all across the state, so it's not just here at our Jackson office. We have them on university campuses. We have them at the VA hospitals that serve the state of Mississippi. We have county veteran service officers that we work with hand-in-hand. Um, when you say accredited VSOs, kind of explain to folks what you mean by why that's important that you, if you need assistance, if you need someone to represent you on your behalf, why do you need to go through an accredited VSO? Well, VSOs are accredited mainly because it, it's standard operating procedure that the, the main, the big VA puts out. Uh, w- without an accreditation, you can't legally uh, provide assistance for, for claims representation. Well, when I say legally, I mean you can't um, represent a veteran in an appeals process or, or through a higher level review process or um, one, once it leaves the, the cl- initial claims decision uh, after that point, and if it needs to go to an appeal, if you're not accredited, then guess what? Uh, you, you cannot represent a veteran. So, and being accredited as well, uh, the, the VSOs in the state, we don't charge for our services. Uh, we're, we're a free, um, free information then that we provide. Our services are, are free all the way up through the appeals process from A to Z. Yeah. Um, Lawyers and and claims agents, they can charge up to 33% of whatever the, the benefit may uh, be entitled to the veteran. But if they're accredited, sometimes, you know, they may be needed. Uh, but for the most part, 99% of the time, a veteran service officer, accredited veteran service officer, will provide the same services uh, to the veteran and, and family members. And am I accurate in saying that for example, we here at Mississippi VA, our, our claims team, we not only represent ourselves, but we're able to represent um, veteran service organizations like the VFW. So if you are a member of the VFW, then you're able to have someone from Mississippi VA represent you in your claims process. That's correct. We are cross-accredited through the veterans VFW uh, and the American Legion, as well as Mississippi VA. Right. So we're we're three times accredited, and we're also taking the required training that the VA, uh, the VA uh, puts out as well. It's I, called TRIP training. Yeah. I, I just think that's such an important piece to uh, for the listener to realize is that uh, Chris mentioned that, you know, there's no fee for you to speak with, receive guidance from one of our VSOs, one of the county VSOs, whatever it might be. Those resources are available to you, the veteran or the family member of that veteran who's representing them for free. Um, You heard Chris say, yeah, there may be times where you need legal counsel, uh, but for the most part, and and I would just caution any any veteran to reach out to a VSO first, because if you do need that legal guidance, then they will tell you as much. Um, But it's very important that you 
receive that that free guidance that you've already earned as a veteran. That's why we're here uh, to assist you in that space. And I know a lot coming along with, with PACT Act and new presumptives and things like that. It's very important that you understand what's real and what's not. So that's why we're having this conversation um, and recording it for you all to, to know, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. So I think this is valuable pieces uh, to share with the veteran at home to know that before you go anywhere, reach out to a VSO first to see, you know, what is, what is real and what's not. That is correct. Okay. So it's always a, a difficult question at the end uh, because there's no parameter for it. And it's like, what do I say here? But what questions that I not ask you, Chris, that you feel like that, that the veteran at home needs to know when we're talking about filing these claims? Well, I do want to go over um, some three elements of of being able to ultimately receive a positive uh, claim. I love or it. A, a positive uh, decision okay. on a VA claim. Okay. Um, because most of the time, if you have a backache and you file a claim two years later after leaving the military, you have to have adequate um, information in order for the VA to to recognize that as being service related. And so in order for the Department of Veterans Affairs to award service connection for disability, the veteran must establish um, three elements. And the first is a current chronic physical or mental condition or a diagnosis of these. The second would be an event or stressor that occurred during active duty service. And the third must be a link also known as a nexus that connects the chronic condition to the service in-service event. So without, um, you can have two of those and not the third, guess what? The, the, the claim is probably going to be denied. Yeah. So it's important to work with the VSO because they, they know this in and out. Uh, they can, they can make sure that, uh, if a nexus is needed, they can generate the information to the, the veteran or, or, or family member, uh, on how to establish that nexus or, or to get the information uh, regarding the nexus letter. And that would need to come from the specialist or the provider who is intimate with the, the veteran's uh, medical uh, history. Also, to be eligible for VA disability benefits, yeah. um, there's two requirements that have to be met. First is uh, you have to have a current illness or injury known as a condition that affects your mind or body. Mm -hmm. And the second, you have to have served on active duty, active duty for training, or inactive duty for training. And the last two are a little tricky. Um, those usually fall within the National Guard or Reserves realm. And if, if you're injured and you're not on active duty status, you need to um, acquire a what's called a line of duty or an LOD. And that will come from the unit that you're serving in um, and it's without that, it's going to be very difficult to, to establish that in-service uh, or service-connected um, benefit. Yeah. So if there's any National Guard, uh, the traditional National Guard or reserve members that are, are needing some more information, feel free to reach out to our office and, and we'll, we'll update you on, on the LOD. And, and again, this is why it's so important uh, for the veteran the National Guardsmen, the reservists, family members that are listening 
to this right now. If you have questions, that's what we're here for. Um, you don't have to play the guessing game. Let us help you navigate that space. Um, here's the good part about it. We put all of this out for you to know. So if you have questions, uh, no matter where you are in this state, again, if you live in Starkville, in that area, the Golden Triangle, Mississippi State has a VSO on campus. If you live in the metro, Jackson Metro area, we have one at our VA hospital, Sunny Montgomery. If you live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, we have one at the hospital there. The Biloxi uh, VA in Memphis, they're, they're all over the place. If you're looking for the VSO nearest you, visit our website, www.msva.ms.gov slash service officers. From there, you'll be able to find all of the state VSOs and the county VSOs. Um, the state VSOs, which are employed by Mississippi VA, you can find name, number, and email address. For the county veteran service officer, you can find that contact information. And from there, I'm telling you, someone will be able to help you navigate that process. Uh, from what I've learned in just working here in under three years, that sometimes that, that claims process, it feels big. Just on the outside looking in, it feels really big because you're like, I need all of this documentation. I have submitted. I have to wait. And then they're going to say, I need more information. Well, that can be a bit intimidating if you've never done it before. And that's why I just urge you to reach out to someone like Chris or someone else at our VSO team that can help you uh, navigate that space. It's invaluable information. Anything else you want to you offer up? Sure. Um, before we go, I would like to, to touch briefly on what we call claim sharks. It's um, individuals out there in the community who know that uh, the veterans are being um, given the opportunity to file under the new PACT Act. Uh, they're, they're out there hiding in the dark, you know, ready to, to jump in quickly and, and offer their assistance. And more than likely, they're going to wind up causing more harm than good, uh, plus they'll take 33% or, or a certain percentage of the, the claim uh, based on whatever contract you sign. So if for whatever reason you don't uh, use uh, the VSOs located within the state and someone approaches you or you approach an individual regarding claims assistance, first question out of your mouth should be, are you accredited? The second question, if they say yes, should be, what is your accreditation number? Mm. Cross-reference cross <laughs> that number through the va.gov website under the VSO locator. If, if that number is not in there, that means you need to back away quickly. I love this. Love this. Um, invaluable information uh, from, from one of the experts. Um, that's why I asked Chris to come on. That's why it was an easy yes for him. This is information that we want you to have so that you can be well-equipped to make those decisions that are best for you and your family. His name is Chris Ellis. He's our executive legislative liaison here at Mississippi VA. Um, he's a veteran and just an overall good guy. Like I said, I'm going to have him back on uh, where we can let him tell some more of his stories that he's willing to share about his military history. I like to think Chris Ellis is top secret. So sometimes he doesn't want to tell me everything. I'm going to see if I can pry it out of him on the next episode. Chris, seriously, man. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it was a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Once again, www.msva.ms.gov slash service officers. That's where you can find our VSOs, their contact information, where they're located. You don't have to come to us. Trust me, they're close by. They're close by, um, and they can help you with everything you need in that claims process. Be sure to check us out on social media as well, on Facebook. Uh, find us at MS Veterans Affairs. You can also check us out on Instagram the same way and Twitter 
at MS Vet Affairs. We're always updating the latest information, um, having cool, you know, trivia moments and just showing off some of the things that we like um, and honoring America's heroes. And that's you and your families, the veterans. So uh, we thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Mississippi Salute. Till then, we'll see you next time.